of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Attitude to your afternoons. It's Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Kenny and JT show. Kenny's still a little bit under the weather. We're manning this ship solo today as we've done the last couple of days. And it, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our next guest because I haven't had a chance or an opportunity to speak with this guy for a couple of weeks because I've been running back and forth to Columbus so much. Scott Petrak at brownzone.com joining us on the hotlines right now. Scotty, what's going on, man? Nothing. How you doing? Doing great. You know, it's I shouldn't say great because with the change in weathers, everybody's just fighting this flu bug, whatever it is, and we're still all a little bit hoarse, but we're still excited for Browns football this weekend. So what we're going to do is, as in Deshaun Watson's press conference, let's just keep it the football right here. What do you say? <laughs> it's up to you, buddy. It's your show. Scotty, what do you expect, man? Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I'm writing a story right now about the rust factor you know it'll be 700 days between regular season games for him and you know it's hard for me to think that that won't be a factor you know that's a long time the nfl is a tough league a lot of fast guys a lot of things moving way quicker than in practice having said that he's a really good player and the texans aren't great aren't good uh you know i think he's been preparing for this waiting for this. So I, I think he'll play well, um, but I'm just not completely confident in saying that because it's been so long. Okay, so we're trying to figure this one out. I don't know if you can answer this or not. Since he was invited back or allowed back into the facilities in October, has he been practicing longer with the team from that point in time or when they were invited in during camp in the summer? He's only practiced the last three weeks. He was allowed into the building in October 10th, on October 10th, mm-hmm. but he didn't return to practice until November 16th. So it's three weeks of practice now, and he practiced in the offseason from April to okay. August. Okay. So he had a long stretch back then. So when we start to think about this offense, a couple of things that run through my mind is run the ball, Stefanski. We have to give the ball to Nick Chubb. Stefanski's never had a mobile quarterback that I'm aware of. Uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't come to mind as being somebody fleet of foot. What do you what do you think Stefanski's game plan should be here? I mean, you know, with the rust factor notwithstanding, what do you do with a mobile quarterback when you've never had one? Well, I, I think that's why they went and got Deshaun Watson. You know, it's obviously they considered it a big upgrade over Baker Mayfield, and I'm sure that's true. But one of the one of the things you like about Deshaun Watson is the versatility and the ability to make plays running and throwing. So they've been preparing for this. I think you'll see more RPOs, you know, the run pass options. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see more design quarterback runs. Um, you'll see Deshaun Watson make, you know, scramble plays like he did with the Texans and whether he runs or throws off of those, he's got the ability to keep plays alive. Uh, but I think the two biggest things, you probably see more shotgun, but the two biggest things are those run-pass options where you can take advantage of a defense sucking in to stop the run and throw behind the linebackers. 
or, you know, the Browns are in a lot of that action where they hand it to Chubb and then the quarterback runs around the end, you know, and if it's mm-hmm. 90%, nobody's worried about him keeping the ball. Well, you're going to have to be worried about Deshaun Watson. If not, when he keeps it in the end, you know, dives down hard, he's going to turn the corner and go. So it should all eventually, let's assume Deshaun Watson playing at a high level, it all should lead to more run, more room to run for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Scotty, when they went out and brought in Jacoby Brissett, wouldn't you have imagined that they would have got somebody with a similar skill set to Deshaun Watson as far as being the backup? Because when I look at these two, I see totally different quarterbacks at both ends of the spectrum here. Well, I mean, I don't think they're totally different. Um, but I get your point. I just think there's not a lot of guys like Deshaun Watson out there. And, I mean, Joshua Dobbs is like Deshaun Watson, but Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback than Joshua Dobbs which is why, as well as he played in the preseason mm-hmm. and as much hype as fans wanted to give him in some media, it's why Jacoby Brissett started every game and played every snap over Joshua Dobbs. It's because Brissett's a better player. So, you know, if you had like a replica of Deshaun Watson, sure. But I don't think you just go get a guy that can run because that's what Deshaun Watson does. And, you know, the fact is the Browns were able to move the ball really well the first 11 games. Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. and the offense are not the reason that they're four and seven. Absolutely. That being said, and I know it's only a one-year deal, is Brissett here next year? I don't think so because I think he's going to get a better opportunity somewhere else. Mm. I know the Browns would love to have him back. I think the money would even work. But I think Jacoby Brissett, I know that's why he took this job with the Browns, why he signed with the Browns, is because he knew he would have an opportunity to start while Deshaun Watson was out. And I think there will be a team. Quarterbacks are tough to come by, right? I, I think there'll be a team that's looking for a bridge quarterback, or like in Atlanta, right? Yeah. They got Marcus Mariota. Jacoby Brissett, I think, is probably better than Marcus Mariota. So, or uh, Geno Smith in Seattle, right? Like mm-hmm. those type of opportunities. I would imagine there are going to be enough of those where Jacoby Brissett can find a spot where he can go in and at least compete for a starting job. We're here. You know, the only time he's going to play is if Deshaun Watson gets hurt. Weekly guest on the Kenny and JT Show is Scott Petrak from brownzone.com. Everything you need to know. And Scotty wrote an article here earlier today. David and Joko ruled out for the Texans game. A, when did he hurt his knee in the game last week? Because I didn't see it. Was it yeah. during the touchdown catch? And B, who else is ruled out for Sunday? Uh, Kevin Stefanski just said it happened late in the game. I went back and I watched all of overtime and. Najoku looked fine to me. Like, I watched every snap, watched him on every snap, and I didn't notice anything. So, you know, sometimes the guys wake up Monday or Tuesday and something's not right, you know. Um, I don't think there was any big moment. Obviously, he made the great catch at 32 seconds left. You know, maybe he landed awkwardly then, but like I said, I watched the rest of overtime and he was fine. He looked fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happened. It's not expected to be a long-term thing. But it's going to cost him this week, which yeah, is disappointing because he is coming off, you know, the greatest catch of his career. You, you know, you would like the chance to go build on that, right? And Watson likes to throw to his tight ends. At least he did with the Texans. So I think there would be opportunities there for Njoku. Um, but he's the only guy. He's the only one hmm. that's out. The rest of the team is expected to play. That what? Jack Conklin? Income. Yeah, well, he's played. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> played the whole time, even though he's dealing with the foot. Um, but Teller, I mean, all those guys. But the big, the notable ones are okay. Greg Newsome, 
missed the last two games with a concussion. He's back. And then Denzel Ward didn't practice Thursday because his hammy got tight um, on Wednesday, but he's back, and he's going to be in the starting lineup. Scotty, winning makes everything go away, including the hot seat for some of these coaches. Uh, Mike Prefer, the kicker, Cade York. What's going on there? Are these guys still in the hot seat as far as um, special teams? And what about uh, our defensive coordinator spot as well? Yeah, I mean, they're not getting fired during the season, right? When right. They had the bad game against Miami, right? That felt like, I mean, there was a bye, but they played better coming into the bye. So there's that Miami game, and you thought, okay, if any move was going to be made, it would be the Monday after Miami. And it didn't happen. So they're going to finish the season. Now, I, I think they would need a crazy run in the, uh, you know, in the end of the season, postseason, for those guys to come back, um, especially Joe Woods, but maybe even Mike Prefer. Uh, I would expect at least one of those guys. I would expect Woods to be fired after the season. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? If they go on a run, that could change. The defense played better last week. But you're not going to see anything during the season. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Cade York, you know, I, he's just not as consistent a ball striker as he needs to be. And I'm watching, I got golf on as I'm talking to you. It reminds me of golf. Mm-hmm. He just needs to hit the ball better more often. And he's got the talent. He's got the potential. Um, but there's some technique, technique things. You know, does his plant foot slip? Is his plant foot in the right spot all the time? Is he hitting it the ball high enough, right? The, he's gotten those three kicks blocked. Right. So he's working through that. Um, but Mike Prefer said Thursday, all the confidence in the world in him, believe in him, you know, sky's the limit. So, you know, they're not going to draft a guy in the fourth round and give up on right. him, especially when he hasn't been awful. He just hasn't been, you know, what they hoped he would be. The duck hook was terrible last week. I mean, I don't think yeah. I've seen a kick worse than that. And they never came out and said, you know, if his plant foot would have went out from under him, okay, fine. But but is there a problem with not getting it up high enough and these blocks occur on on kicks that are, are not fifty yards or plus? Well yeah, he had the one block he had the one block on a short kick and right. that is the problem. And it was um it was him. And that's what Peeper okay. said. He said all three blocks are low kicks. So that's something he's gonna have to work on. I think you saw it on the fifty one yarder he hit last week against Tampa Bay early. It was really high and it was good by a ton. Right, so mm-hmm. he's got it in him. Again, there's there are a lot. You know, it seems like all he's got to do is kick the ball, but a lot goes into it, and a lot's the you know the run up to the ball, it's the plant foot. Uh, he just needs to hit it more consistently, and I do think that that's something that comes with age, right? I think guys in the NFL find that consistency, or the best ones do, is they go along. So, you know, over these last six games, over in heading into next season. That's what I'll be looking for from Cade York. Does he find that consistent, mm-hmm. that consistent ball striking? I'm going to keep it with the special teams here for a second because special teams really can flip a game. And we're noticing Jerome Ford in the kick return game is pretty special. Why don't they put him as a punt returner instead of Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yeah, it's, it's different skill sets. It, it just is. And I, I think people don't appreciate that. Um, it's tougher to catch punts unless you've done it a lot. And he hasn't. I don't okay. think he really returned kicks, kickoffs that often. But kickoffs are coming flatter. There's not the spin on them. You know, it's not the same, um, whatever, knuckling motion, what have you. Uh, so it's easier to return kickoffs. And it's more of a, like, you can get up to speed. As a punt returner, you need the quick twitch. And that's what Donald Peoples mm-hmm. Jones doesn't have either. But he's a really sure-handed catcher of the ball, which they value. They're trying to get him to go more north to south. 
Um, I'm not saying Jerome Ford could never return punts, but it takes a long time to get used to yeah. doing that in the league. And that's why you kind of start a guy at kickoff return because it's easier to do. Scotty, what about on the defensive side of things? Uh, we saw Miles Garrett come to life in that overtime, probably in the fourth quarter as well. And he was saying some things in the media about being held. Is he being held too often? And is it his own fault because he's too big like LeBron James? LeBron James can withstand being fouled, so we're not going to blow the whistle on it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call it his fault. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's a result of how big and strong and fast and all that Miles Garrett is. And can do they call, you know, can only call so many holes. And we, I was asking him about that today, and we were as a group as well. Um, he gets held a lot, and, you know, I know fans complain about it. My buddies complain about it. And I kind of dismiss it, too. Like, guys get held, right? He's not the mm-hmm. only guy in the league getting held. Right. But there was a play last week where I saw it live, and then I watched it again, you know, when I watched the, you know, the replay of the game. And, like, the, he's at this crazy angle that's it's obvious it's a hold. Then he gets mm-hmm. taken to the ground, and the official didn't call it, you know? And he just doesn't understand it. And it's happened a bunch. It will continue to happen. Um, but I think, you know, I think you guys have asked me before about miles and he doesn't mm-hmm. grow up enough. And I'm telling you, if that last week didn't quiet all the critics down, I don't know what will, because right. I thought he played great at the finish. Uh, and the hit he took that, that we, that aggravated that shoulder injury, mm-hmm. he was in so much pain, never missed a step and came back and had play after play that affected the end of the game. I, I thought he was tremendous. And, you know, there's a stat out there that he's got the highest win rate in pass rush, and he's the most double teamed. So I, I just I think all those things right there should quiet any criticism of mine. Well, the other thing is this, too. Obviously, he's playing injured because of the car accident. Did they come out last week and say he's going to have to have surgery in the offseason? He said he's hoping to avoid it. Okay. Okay. So that's that's something to note as well. And we know what it's like playing injured. When you've got a bad shoulder, just ask our quarterback last year. And that didn't work out well for anyone, right? Yeah, but just, <laughs> you're right. But Baker <laughs> was a non-throwing shoulder. Miles is using both shoulders all the time. Right. So the fact is he's playing through is, and obviously he feels comfortable enough to play through it. Um, but that's who he is. Like, again, I, I just don't get the criticism. And that's one of the things about him. He's playing through a really difficult, painful injury. And you can say he brought it on him, on right. and that's fine. But he's still doing it, and he doesn't miss games when he doesn't have to. And there's something to be said for that. I think there's a lot of criticism because we like to make comparison, and that's what we do in sports talk radio. You see another guy like one of the Watt brothers with a high energy. You see a Micah Parsons, and everybody keeps telling us how great Miles Garrett is. These guys look a little bit better. But then think about it this way, too. There's only three guys that you can put in that category. Well, I mean, the guy's like fourth in the league with 10 sacks. You know, he missed the game because of the accident. He was probably not himself right after the accident. And he does take over. Like, he took over the game last week. And maybe mm-hmm. other guys take it over more. But I'm telling you, they're not getting double and triple teamed as much as he is. They're probably not getting held as much as he is. So maybe he's not the best pass rusher in the league. Maybe he's not. But he's right up there, and you're not going to find a better one. Scotty, final question. We'll turn you loose. And I said we're going to keep it to football, but I lied. Are you going to the game in Houston? And if so, do you expect it to be a zoo? I am not, and I don't. I think part of that, I mean, I'm sure there'll be things to report on, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, 
some of the accusers are going to be there, according to the attorney. There might be protests. There might be. I'm sure there'll be signs. Right? I'm sure people, you know, yell stuff at Deshaun Watson. Having said that, there is a vibe in Houston that they're so bad that there's a lot of apathy. Okay. So I think this would be different if the Texans were better, um, or maybe if it was even earlier in the season. But I'm not sure it'll be the same kind of crazy scene that I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to work right still about it tomorrow. I think it's going to be interesting to watch and how he handles that because there's an emotional factor to this, right? Right. Everything, you know, just all the off the field stuff. Not that he didn't put himself in this spot, but all of that, and then coming back to deal with it, deal with it against your former team, right? In your former hometown, with all those fans that may have turned against you, right? So I think that is a component, certainly a component to Sunday's game. I can't wait to watch this thing because I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I hear you. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I think he plays well. Um, I do. I think. You know, I think the offense will play well, and a lot of that's because the Texans are bad. Um, mm-hmm. But you never know. Like it could be a really tough day for him, just because of everything we just mentioned in the seven hundred days. I don't expect that, um, but that could happen. Scotty, you're the greatest man. Thanks for joining us again, and I can't wait to do it again next Friday to see exactly what happened this past week. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. You're the best man.